Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else in his decades ahead of what, what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20 or 30 years to wait for answers? You know, what I've seen, so, what I've seen happen over the years, and I say this a lot because it blows my mind, is that, you know, um, someone gets diagnosed with a condition and they're young or they're, you know, in their younger years. And then they, you know, they get married, they have children and children grow up and it's 25 years later, then their son or daughter is 25 years old and comes down with a similar condition, similar diagnosis. And then the parents say, or the mommy says, like, I thought this was going to be fixed by now. I thought... (laughs) 25 years ago that, you know, science is cruising so fast and we got so many great things, you know, or we got so much going on now. Like what's going on here? Because the truth is the science is going fast in other areas of medicine. Thank God. Like if your gallbladder wants to explode one morning or if you need a kidney, you know, transplant, I mean a kidney removed or whatever it is that we go through. Um, that's, you know, life or death in so many situations or, or an accident or whatever it is. We have the technology now that's getting better and better. We, there's still more to go, but it's getting better. But on the other side of things and everything else, it's still all mystery. It's, it's just mystery. And we got labels for mystery. So when I say, so I know I sound like a broken record and I say, hey, who has 10, 20, 30 years to wait for answers? That's that's no joke. That's no joke. That's serious stuff. There's there's reasons why I'm saying that. And so what Spirit and I do, we're trying to provide that. So life is precious and there's no time to spare. So we have to get on with the healing and, and move forward. Today's show is about children's health. And this is one of many shows about children's health. So we're going to we're going to do as many as we can along the way. Every parent and grandparent wants their children to be healthy, but it can be hard to know what's best when at every turn there's conflicting information. Join me in this episode today, so stick around for this episode. Don't leave. And I'm going to share best, the best ways to help your children stay strong, healthy through childhood and get to adulthood. Remember to go to my website, medicalmedium.com, where you can download your free chapter of my new book, Medical Medium, Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illness and How to Finally Heal which is also available at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and wherever else books are sold. And so, if this is your first show, you know I'm I'm sure you've heard this part before if you've listened to the show, you know many times. But if this is your first show and you're wondering who is this guy, I don't get it. What's he doing? What's the point? Is he a doctor? What's going on? Well, it all started at age four for me, and I heard a voice perfectly clear telling me that my grandmother had lung cancer and a few weeks later my family brought her in because I announced that she had lung cancer and she did she had lung cancer it all started there and the voice never stopped talking to me telling me what's going on with people's health regardless of what it is that's happening whether they have a thyroid disorder or they have um, some other issue or they have a cancer or something else is going on in their bodies and in their health so spirit uh, gives me the information. It's happened all through my childhood and into my adulthood. And I've 
never looked back, still doing it to get the answers for people. And often spirit has information that's ahead. So even 30 years ago, even 40 years ago, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, expose my age now if I keep on going 50, 60 years ago, but even meaning, but, you know, 30, 40 years ago, um, when I was younger, I would be telling people to do things because spirit would provide the information. Spirit would actually tell me, hey, this is what this person needs, and it would be really advanced, and we would have to wait now for some of the resources we have, and we got great resources. That's a whole other thing about technology and science today is there's more resources in the alternative field with healing, and that's a miracle all on its own that we have so much to offer. One of those things is that, that adenosilcobalamin B12 that we have now. You couldn't find that years and years ago. So when Spirit said, hey, this person needs this adenosilcobalamin B12 so we can save their nervous system, so we can take them out of multiple sclerosis, so we can take them out of whatever, ALS, so we can take them out of, you know, get things better for them, it didn't exist. So we <laughs> had to be creative in other ways. Spirit had to be creative to what was here now. But now we have so many great things that are around and we can use them and we still have great food and we have better food now it sounds crazy why would we have better food now you should see what it was like years ago um telling someone to eat a certain food when we just had the regular supermarket supermarket and there was apples and oranges in there and a few vegetables and basically that was it going back then now supermarkets and health food stores are just bringing in everything they're bringing in mosh 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 they're bringing in different kinds of spinach. They're bringing all kinds of great things that we have now. So we're going to take advantage. We need to take advantage of what we have today. And so that's all part of it. So over the last, you know, few decades or more, I've been helping people recover, tens of thousands of people recover. So it's a little bit about me. And uh, today, talking about children's health. Now, in this episode, I won't be able to cover all and everything, all illnesses and all conditions and if that's why we're going to do more shows. We're going to do as many as we can on children's health along the way and make it a, you know, and make it a thing that we need to do. It's critical. That's why we're doing this to begin with. Um, so we're going to do ongoing episodes. So when it comes to our children's health, the most important thing we can do is fortify and build up their immune systems and make our immune system strong in our children. That's first and foremost. And I don't mean just building up the immune system. I mean a couple of things. I mean building up and balancing the immune system, making it so it's not overreactive when something happens. You know, when a child catches a bug or a flu or some kind of virus or whatever it is and has, you know, a really bad rash or raging fever, making the immune system strong and healthy in our kids so that... A, you know, there's no underreacting when something, when a pathogen comes by, and there's no overreacting. So we get all kinds of different labels like autoimmune and all of that. So it's about building up the immune system the right kind of way and get, getting rid of deficiencies. Deficiencies is another big problem. That's the other big problem is deficiencies. So think about this, right? What's going on in your life now as an adult? What's bugging you? Or what, what's going on with your health? I mean, are you dealing with, you know, fibromyalgia? Are you dealing with fatigue? Are you dealing with some kind of illness or some kind of complication with your health? 
you know, basically what I'm trying to say is we have deficiencies, but they go back all the way to childhood. They go back all the way to the beginning. So it's about getting these deficiencies fixed in our children right at the start so they have everything they need as we keep on going, as we go the long as they get older, as they live their life, so that deficiencies don't creep up like they have in us, <laughs> like they have in, in all of us. So that's a whole other thing. That's, that's a big piece of it, too. So this is really important. When our children get sick, you know, mommies feel helpless. I mean, I'm sure you felt that way. I'm sure, because it's that scary. It's that hard. And it's really, it can be really, really frightening. And feeling helpless isn't, you know, that, that's, that's not enough. It's, we, have to, we have to feel like we have a little bit of control. We need to feel confident that we have options and, and different things we can do. And that's what this is about, too. I don't want mommies and daddies, um, you know, in that place where they just feel like it's constantly out of their control. You know, the child's getting the ear infections over and over again. It's just it's another ear infection is coming on and it's back to the doctor's office. And it's just feeling like a train that won't stop because it's really it's, it's hard in so many ways. We know that. So it's about kind of gaining that control. It's about gaining control over family's health and well-being. So we're not in that place so much or all the time or even at all. So we want to do everything we can. So why do we need to be actively supporting our children's immune systems and boosting them and balancing them? Why do we need to be worried about these deficiencies like we do? Like what would be, well, number one, ear infections. I said it before. And ear infections, you know, chronic ear infections is strep. So that's, you know, the kind of strep throat we get. When we're young, well, in an ear infection, it's strep, but it's not in the throat anymore for most children. It's actually in the ears. And there's also viruses that also call, cause ear infections, too. So this is one reason why we have to keep the immune system strong and we have to protect our children so we minimize these ear infections from streptococcus. We, got, we have to do the best we can to make sure um, and another thing is colds and flus, fevers, sore throats. We want to minimize that. We don't want that happening every second. Are you a mom that's dealing with this, this whole thing where every time a flu comes around, it's one, it's one after another? You know, I, I know mommies that actually every single month they've had to, you know, they had to work around um, this whole dynamic of another flu coming in. Because basically there's colds and flus and bugs going around constantly all the time, all through the winter and through the spring and through the summer. And then we think, hey, you know, cold and flu season is behind us now. It's the spring. We're moving the summer. That's not true because, you know, you might have already experienced, you still get, you see the sinus infections with the kids, you see the colds, the flus, you see all that still happening. We call them like summer colds. And then when it's back to the fall, it happens all over again, you know, and it doesn't seem to even have gone away in, in so many, for so many reasons. So building up immune system, correcting deficiencies is a protection method for that. Another thing, bronchitis. So number three, bronchitis, pneumonia, and sinus infections. 
So bronchitis, pneumonia, and sinus infections. We don't want chronic sinusitis, chronic sinus infections. When children go through that, it's just so tough. It's so tough and so hard. And bronchitis is another thing, too, those the coughs, the deep coughs, so that that whole thing that occurs. And then, of course, baby pneumonia and children's pneumonia. We want to protect ourselves. We want to protect our, our children. That's what we want to do. Um, glandular fever is another thing on my list. Glandular fever, that's a name for mono. That's a name for mono, glandular fever. So that's that's the funny thing is different parts of the world, different parts of you know, different parts of the planet, you know, forget the mono thing, it's glandular fever. What's glandular fever? Uh, nobody knows. You know, it's kind of like that. And the funny thing is, if children are too young, if they're toddlers and younger and they get glandular fever or they get mono, even here in the States, it's not going to be diagnosed as mono. And it, it won't even be diagnosed as mono even when it's too when the child's too young. It gets diagnosed later again if the mono comes back in the teens or early teens, and um, sometimes eight, nine, ten years old, depending on you know who the doctor is and everything else and the medical communities involved. And so glandular fever, mono, that's baby mono, and tonsillitis is the beginning of bouts of mono. So when children deal with tonsillitis, it's the beginning of, of bouts of mono. So what's happening here is this is, this, is, this is something that's really interesting about children's health. I mean, we still, science and, and research, no matter how high you can pile it up, no matter how vast it, it is and gets, science and medical research still doesn't know what causes tonsillitis. Hence, that's why it's called tonsillitis, <laughs> because... Nobody knows what it is. Well, spirit can tell you in 10 seconds flat, it's a form of mono early on. It's a children's mono. And it's just at a certain phase in a child's life where it's in the tonsils, inflaming the tonsils. And there's always strep present, too. So even if they, you know, do a culture and Q-tip on the, do a throat culture and they don't find strep culturing in a dish... It's still strep around the system because it's not going to be on the surface of the throat. Tonsillitis doesn't mean strep is on the surface of the throat. So, so you know, we have, you know, we have uh, medical research going where it is, but how come we're still 60, 70, 80 years later, we don't know what causes tonsillitis. Interesting. So we still got some work to do. That's just the bottom line. We still have places to go. We still have to push forward for children's health, <laughs> for all of our health. We need to know. We need to know these things. So why do you need to build up your immune system and build up, you know, get the deficiencies and balance the immune system? Because we want to keep tonsillitis down. We we don't want that happening because children lose tonsils. Back in the day, they used to pluck tonsils out like apples off a tree. It was just just they would any even a flare up the mildest bit. That's it. Tonsils would come out. I mean, it was a it was a it was like harvesting. It was like harvesting back in the day. I mean, some of you out there might not have your tonsils um, because you've experienced that, especially back, you know, back a ways. We're a little better now in, in this day and age. We don't pluck them out. We're not harvesting them like we did. Um, I think a lot of sense has occurred, you know, along the way. And, uh, but they're still taking them out without 
medical and science without in, in research without realizing what causes it to do something about it. So that's, hey, that's why we're building up the immune system in our children. That's why we're building, uh, we're balancing the immune system in our children. Uh, here's something on the list. It's another thing on the list, liver stagnancy, baby's liver, sluggish liver, children's sluggish liver. This leads to eczema, psoriasis. So when you go to the doctor or the pediatrician and you got eczema, it, they call it kind of an autoimmune thing because nobody knows what's going on. Once again, we're behind dozens of years in medical research and science because this is caused by the liver. This means we have an early liver issue in a child or a baby or a toddler. We have an early liver issue. So this can lead to constipation, food allergies, sleeping issues, and that's a big deal all on its own. Eczema psoriasis, like I said before, and that's liver-related. So another reason why foods, we have to bring in some foods and build up our children's immune systems and work on the liver early so it's not ongoing an entire life like it might have happened to you, like it might have happened to any of us. So another reason is viral conditions. We have to build up our children's immune systems for pathogens, parasites, and viral, viral issues. That's a whole other thing. And then we take our children to the pediatrician. Pediatrician says, well, I, I think it could be viral. I'm not sure what these blisters are on your child. And it, it's just, it's an endless, endless kind of confusion of mystery. So... Same thing with fevers without answers, fevers that are not just a normal cold going around, you know, these different viruses that our children deal with. Well, it's still all mystery stuff, and we don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I don't want you to. So we want to build up the immune system so we have less exposure, less reactions to viral conditions because they eventually get tagged as autoimmune in children, which is a member of that I said before, which is the wrong way of the, the wrong way things are going, which means your body's attacking itself. First of all, our children's bodies do not attack themselves or their immune systems do not attack their own bodies. That's not what's happening there. There's real reasons why we have these, you know, different labels. There's reasons of what's going on, but we, we have to be careful. We don't fall into the autoimmune confusion, the autoimmune pit. So, so we have to make sure we build up our children's health in any way we can in any possible manner. So let's start with a foundational immune system support. If you go into the health food store and, and, and you're grabbing children's vitamins, there are so many traces of MSG that are bad for our children's brains that you, you couldn't even imagine how much pollution um, is in all of this stuff. I don't care if it's even organic stuff. Even stuff that looks like it's so child safe, it still will have those natural flavorings, which is MSG. So another foundational supplement needed is zinc, a liquid zinc sulfate. I'm going to post on Facebook um, either after the show or tonight one way or another uh, as far as the zinc that's best. And, um, and, and on and off throughout the year, um, our children should get a couple of tiny drops of zinc just a little bit of zinc, and, and that's, that's really important because that protects the child from the baby monos, 
the DNA mononucleosis, the baby ones, the glandular fevers, uh, ear infections, sinusitis, strep throat, you name it, you know, uh, pneumonia, baby pneumonia. That's what is a great protection method because I'll tell you why. We're zinc deficient on this planet. We're in a place where we're zinc deficient. And I want to tell you, when you go to the doctor as an adult and even when you go to the pediatrician, all everybody cares about is vitamin D, vitamin D. That's all they care about, just vitamin D. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, zinc matters a, a thousand times more for our health than vitamin D. Can ever, can ever. Because without zinc, we fall apart. I mean, really fall apart. I'm, I'm not kidding about that. And, and, and with, that, you know, with vitamin D being low or without vitamin D, we don't fall apart to the degree that you would with zinc missing the zinc. I mean, zinc is so critical and necessary, it stops all those labels that get thrown upon us because a lot of times we get all these different autoimmune labels because we've been deficient of zinc our whole lives, not deficient of D, vitamin D. So this is something that I'm hoping gets turned around someday because it's another great mistake. It's one of the great mistakes. I'm not saying vitamin D is not good for you. You should have a little in your life. And you should take vitamin D3. And it, it, is, it is still important. I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm trying to show you the difference of importance, the difference, and why that's, that's another great mistake. So protecting our children, the zinc is important. And the zinc deficiencies are the core of why children deal with chronic ear infections, bronchitis, pneumonia, the mono, the glandular fevers, the tonsillitis. That's a zinc deficient, this deficiency already starting early on. I'm serious. And in sinus infections, it, here, here's the other thing that would be really good as, uh, for a takeaway on this is elderberry syrup. Protecting your child's immune system with elderberry syrup and incorporating that all through the winter months and maybe even the summertime too, a little bit here and there. That's a great, great medicinal. The elderberry syrup is a great one too. So not only the zinc, we got the multivitamins we talked about, Mary Ruth. We got... We got the elderberry syrup. That's important. So let's talk about a medicinal kit for mom for our children. Like, you know, like the, the chest, the medicinal chest, right? And, and you, you open up the cabinet and we have a crisis. We have a cold coming on. We got an earache coming on. We got, there's, there's trouble. There's trouble going on. And here it comes again. So you know, and, and we're scrambling, and we have to be prepared. It's really important to be prepared. And so let's talk about what we can use. There's a company called eclecticherb.com, eclecticherb.com. And Eclectic Herb is really helpful, really helpful, because they have these great herbs. And it's, it's Eclectic Institute is the company or the brand, and they have a lot of different herbs. They have kids' lines that I've entrusted in, forever and trusted in forever and i've seen what they've done i mean i've seen what these what the kids line has done it's been amazing and if you can't find you know this company you try to equal it you know in another company if you can if you feel like that's what you need to do because you can't find or lock down this company um they have kids throat sprays they have an echinacea golden seal throat spray that's amazing so when there's a little bit of a crisis coming on, a sore throat, a little bit of an ear tug, we have these throat sprays. That's a good one. Um, elderberry red root throat spray. That's incredible. So elderberry red root. These are great for sore throats, but also for 
anything else that's occurring with, you know, not even just sore throats, a little bit of a fever starting. Um, they have kids' compounds. Kids' compounds are like they have an herb cough elixir, for example. So an herb cough elixir. That one's great for bronchitis. It's great for the coughs that children get. Um, echinacea golden seal is a compound because there's two of them together. So they have a great kids' echinacea golden seal. So this is a great compound. Another one they have is herbal biotic. Herbal biotic, I've, I've seen what this has done. It's really helped so many children. Over the decades, I've been helping people and helping mommies. And that's a great one, too. So these are like, these are the, you know, this is the medicine chest. That's what this is. So it's great for the sinus infections, the coughs, the colds, the sniffles, and for strep throat, for the ear infections. This is so important. There's also, you know, for the ear infection, there's mullein garlic oil or mullein ear oil. So mullein is an herb, mullein ear oil. And you can find that at your health food store. You can go ask the clerk at the health food store and say, do you have any of that, that ear oil, that mullein ear oil? And what, what, what that, what's great about that is you put a couple of tiny drops in your child's ear. So it can prevent an ear infection. It's very good at preventing very helpful for helping along with an ear infection, but a couple of tiny drops daily. Of course, you can ask your practitioner and your pediatrician, you know, when you're doing all these or, or get advice on any of this, um, if you've got a good practitioner for sure. So uh, that's part of everything. And then there's supporting supplements. So, you know, kind of like also other kinds of maintenance supporting supplements. Those are important too. So instead of cod liver oil, you want to go with, you know, another kind of oil, a plant-based, algae-based, EPA, DHA, and you want to get out of the cod liver oil thing. That's really an old, that, that came out of the dark ages to begin with as far as, you know, back in the 1920s, back in the 1930s and 40s. And it was an old staple, but it, it doesn't mean it was right. Cod liver oil is not a healthy kind of oil. So, you want to go with the plant-based or algae-based oils, EPA and DHA. That's something you can also do um, uh, for your children on a regular basis, a little bit of that. And then there are other things, too, like spirulina. You know I've talked about that so many times. And barley grass juice powder. You know I've talked about that so many times. These are great for removing toxins out of our children, heavy metals that are in our children, because our children collect a lot of heavy metals for multiple reasons. Spirulina, barley grass juice powder, these are incredible for drawing out heavy metals. Makes a big difference for so, so many reasons with focus, concentration, and um, in general, and for the immune system. So this balances out the immune system more and, and helps in so many other ways. So that can be in the maintenance, a little bit of a maintenance program too for your child. And if mommy is breastfeeding, so if you're a mommy that's breastfeeding and you're, well, you want to get out some heavy metals or you're taking spirulina, that's fine. That's not going to release toxic heavy metals in the breast milk. So if you're doing the barley grass or the spirulina or any of the other um, toxic heavy metal uh, removers that I talk about, removal systems that I talk about, so it's safe to breastfeed while doing that. Probiotics for our kids. Garden of Life Raw Probiotic is the one I like for kids. I think that's a great one. I think it's safe. I think it's gentle. I think it's helpful. So that's a good option. 
And then food allergies. Food allergies are important. So, you know, you have options. You have options of building up your child's immune system just by eliminating some food. So if you're having too many problems, your child's coming down with a lot of different bugs or complaining of a lot of different symptoms or having digestive trouble, having tummy problems, that's when it's like, okay, all right, this is chronic. This is chronic tummy stuff. This is chronic, you know, intestinal tract stuff. It's time for pulling out the wheat. It's time for pulling out the gluten. It's time for pulling out the dairy products because, you know, we've been told that milk is, you know, the, the king of kings for our children's health and, and making them grow strong bones. It's not actually true. It's not actually true. Silica, the mineral silica, is what creates strong bones. And calcium from plant sources actually grows strong bones. Like the calcium in an orange is the one that's bioavailable. That's the calcium that goes into the bones and helps build bones. So, um, so if you're worried about the dairy thing, pulling dairy products out to try to eliminate a food allergy so your child can have less sinusitis, less mucus, less coughs, less colds coming on, if you're worried because you're told, hey, you're taking away all the important stuff, it, it's not actually accurate. So you can, you can, you know, kind of release that fear if that's one of the fears. Eggs, that's another one, you know, if you're feeling kind of stuck with, you know, what's happening with symptoms with your child, you can take out eggs and corn, even soy. So you have, you have options to work with. You could take one of these things out. You can take two of them out. And, you know, I'm trying to prepare, trying to give you everything you can use that support. If, if your baby's allergic to milks, because that, that can happen if your baby's allergic to milks and you're not breastfeeding, uh, avocado milk is an option. Avocado banana blended with water is a great milk. For if you don't have breast milk or a supplement on top of breast milk, so it's breast milk plus avocado milk. That's an option. And if your child's dealing with a fever, this is really important to know. It's a really good tip. If, if your child's dealing with a fever, if the fevers are happening, hydration is important. Even if your child's coming down with a cold or a flu and getting a fever, hydration is critical. And what you don't want to do is feed your child um, food if there's a fever starting, that will spike the fever and, in fact, make it higher than it needs to be all through the night. And not only that, dehydration can occur. So if you're a mommy and you think something's going on and you feel your daughter's head or you feel your son's head and you feel the warmth and are you feeling your you know, baby's head and you feel the warmth and you feel like something's coming on and, 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 or your child's complaining, the food stops. The food stops because it's now it's about liquids. Liquids are inc incredibly important. It's about veggie soups. You can do vegetable broth. You can do um, cucumber juice. Freshly made cucumber juice is incredible for fevers, for children with fevers. So sipping cucumber juice, that's a, a really important one. Coconut water, if your child likes coconut water. And, you know, you've already introduced that, and that's been, you know, and that's kind of like a staple that happens or it's in health. That's a great way of hydration as well. So it's about hydrating when fevers are coming on. It'll, it'll help recovery happen so much faster. It's not about having lots of food once a fever's coming on. So this is a tip. And then, you know, when the fever 
breaks and things are, you know, then food can be brought in in different ways. And not just vegetable broths, but, you know, vegetable soup, not just vegetable soup, but different fruits and, and so forth. And, and sweet potatoes and whatever else you want to do, of course, regardless. And then, so um, I want to talk about some other things, too, that apply with children is everything that we're talking about today applies with older children, too. So if you're a mom out there saying, well, Anthony's talking about younger, younger ones, well, we'll talk about teenagers, too as well, that all the supplies, you can just, you can increase dosages on lots of these things, so it's, it's for more of a, and a teenager, but all of the supplies, all of it, and, and including the spirulina for heavy metals, the barley grass for heavy metals, the zinc for the immune system, all of this applies and is, is great. Um, so let's talk about foods that are really helpful for deficiencies. So your, so your children don't live with deficiencies because that can be really helped. We can get that at the starting gate. We can fix that at the starting gate and support our children so they don't get into that deficiency place where they have too many decades of deficiencies when they grow up and become adults, and we have all these different problems. We have everything from heart problems, kidney problems, liver problems, you know, endocrine system problems, all these things that deficiencies can be partly a response you know responsible for so top foods for kids bananas by far bananas is one of the top foods for children don't be afraid of bananas they're one of the best foods load it with amino acids load it they even have protein in it they even have a little bit of fat really really assimilatable highly absorbable fat so we're talking about bananas are a great great staple that has to be in there berries berries really help with deficiencies because they're loaded with so many things. They're loaded with phytochemicals, antioxidants, all kinds of different varieties, anthocyanins. You want anthocyanins in your child's life early because that's like a miracle. So get the, you know, get the wild blueberries. If you can't get wild blueberries, you get um, you know, uh, strawberries, you get whatever berries, that blackberries, raspberries that your child likes. You want those anthocyanins. You want, you know, you want these different phytochemicals, those are the building blocks right there. So don't be afraid of all that. And then apples and pears. Apples and pears are really, uh, you know, they're important as well. They have those phytochemicals. They have more than loaded with minerals because it's these trace minerals. It's like trace minerals, selenium, molybdenum. Um, it, it goes on and on and on. All the different, you know, manganese, all the different minerals. We need, and we need the trace ones, and we need the macro minerals. So, because some of these foods have these minerals in larger ways. Like the banana has lots and lots and lots of potassium, because potassium is critical for brain health and brain development in our children. But we also need all the traces of the other minerals. So, that's important. So, apples, pears, sweet potato, winter squash, want the carotenoids. Those are really important. So sweet potato, winter squash, great foods to stop deficiencies, to help your child avoid deficiencies. Celery, cucumbers, also filled with minerals, and mineral salts. They have mineral salts. Mineral salts build electrolytes, strengthen electrolytes. It's off of mineral salts, which builds neurotransmitters, which helps children break out of the focus problem. You know, all of the different concentration issues that we have and focus issues that our children have, we need some cucumbers 
We need celery, dates, and coconut. Great foods for children. Avocado is a miracle for children. So, and look, I realize a lot of children, they're their own person. They're their own being. They're, they're grown-ups in disguise as children. <laughs> so, meaning they're, they, they make their own decisions, and I get that. And if they don't want avocado, they're not going to eat avocado. And I understand that. You might be saying to me, well, I can't get my child to eat avocado right now. But maybe some day down the road it's possible. So introduce what you can. But I get it because, hey, I mean, I was the same way. Um, so uh, gluten-free waffles, gluten-free pancakes. You can do the almond flour, quinoa flour, millet flour, you know, oat flour. And you can make great pancakes and waffles. That's another option. Banana ice cream. I love this. Banana ice cream. You freeze-ripe bananas. Place them through a food processor, just throw them in a food processor, or a Yonana's machine, which, you know, is how you make banana ice cream, and you make healthy fruit ice creams. They take like the, taste like the real thing. That's an amazing option for, for clearing up deficiencies. Popsicles, you can even brew like lemon balm tea and put it in a popsicle with fruit juice and raw honey poured into popsicle molds in ice cube trays great way to deal with deficiencies sweet potato soup steamed sweet potatoes and a touch of cinnamon nutmeg add to a blender to make the soup you know these are ways of doing things now if you're worried about juices if you're worried about sugar well juices aren't good bottled juices aren't good actually they are good they are good don't listen to me i'm saying that because in case you're you're worried about it bottled juices are great they really are when they're cold pressed you can find Healthy bottle juices of different kinds of organic of organic fruits, organic fruit juices that are cold pressed, perfectly fine. Load it with anthocyanins, load it with minerals and vitamins. That's really important. Load it with antioxidants, all building blocks for deficiencies to help stave off any illnesses, conditions, and diseases, and autoimmune and everything else we need to do. So. This is all important stuff. I think we got to a great place for this episode. We're going to do more of them because we're scratching the surface. So I'm trying to bring you everything I can in our short, limited time. You can follow my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. And, and every day I post the healing powers about food, information you can get every day. Look, I'm in it. I'm in it for you. I, I made that commitment when I was younger, when Spirit said you're going to do this the rest of your life, and I swore I would do it and make sure I give you what I got. I love you. Blessings.